Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, you may enjoy quiz shows, and there's one behind-the-scenes person who has a significant role in that, the person who sets the questions. Mark Hughes is from County Down and has worked on a slew of quiz shows, including the likes of Tipping Point and Fastest Fingers First. Afternoon, Mark. Hello there, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. Now, uh, you, are you kind of a poacher-turned-gamekeeper in the sense that uh, you were originally a quizzer? That's that's exactly how I would describe myself. Yes, <laughs> most of us are. Most of the guys who write for uh, quiz shows uh, are, were previous contestants, but we're a motley crew of people that uh, just, just like good facts, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and was your route into writing questions that you actually won some quiz shows and then said, "Give us a job." Well, yeah, kind of like it goes back a wee bit further than that. Like I used to be quizzing since I was nine. I, I used to do the credit union schools quizzes when I was a kid and uh, our school won it in 1998. Uh, and it was something I never thought would ever be a job. But yeah, over the years, I, I ended up working um, in various careers, like in law and everything like that. And But yeah, I did uh, the odd TV show and then it led to uh, finally actually getting uh behind the camera after i won a quiz show called lightning right so yeah it's just been from from there on it was just uh uh been writing steadily for loads of different tv shows uh all all on uk television so yeah and now obviously you know game shows have different or quiz shows have different formats like are you when you start working on one are you given a brief that we're looking for these kinds of questions yeah, so it all depends on the show you're working for, and it all depends on the program format, uh, the level of audience you're going to get. Like, so um, tipping point's going to be a lot different from, say, like University Challenge, uh, which mm-hmm. I haven't written for. <laughs> uh, but for example, like I'm writing on a program called Bridge of Lies at the moment, going into Series Three, and um, it's a more collaborative effort because the the questions are so much longer like uh normally on quiz shows i would be writing about say 30 questions a day but this one's more collaborative effort because there's like uh, a bridge of uh so many right answers and so many wrong answers and those take up to like a day to write because you've got to source everything everything's got to be backed up and the last thing we wanted to happen on a quiz show is someone ringing in going oh you were wrong or there was a second answer for that or something does that ever happen that kind of thing say again does that ever happen Oh gosh! <laughs> it, it it happened. I tell you what, it, it's happened in studio where we've been we're sitting down in the writers' room, and we try to come up with every single alternative answer that there could be. Uh, so we'll come up, say there would be one answer, but then uh, we, the whole idea is to make the question as tight as you can, and then but you, you can't you can't predict people. You can't yeah. predict they're going to come out with and i remember there was one such quiz that I was working on and somebody came up with this answer and we were like that sounds kind of right and we stopped the recording and all of us jumped on the computers and double sourcing and checking it was actually well yeah they, they could be right you know so that does happen but mm. as our writers jobs is we try to make sure the questions are as watertight as possible right and, and so the, and then if you're facing a blank page or a blank screen when you're starting what's your process for for finding topics to write questions about gosh uh i think everyone's a little bit different but i can only kind of speak for myself in terms of how i do it so i kind of 
sit down and get in the zone by like I, I put on the radio or I put on the television and someone will say something or someone will do something or and they'll be like, oh, that'll be an interesting thing. And then that'll lead into like you go down a, a research rabbit hole, uh, you know, but you suddenly be on the BBC website or you'll be on Encyclopedia Britannica and you suddenly clicking on a link and another link and another link. And then then the questions kind of flow. But again, it all depends on the types of quizzes you're writing for because certain quizzes like super fast rounds and they need to be very, very tight in terms of the the amount the, the of letters and characters are in the quiz question itself. So it all depends, like, you know, but I just, I it, the way I describe it to people, it's professional procrastination. <laughs> how do you make, um, or how do you ensure... Because that that you're not repeating one either yourself, or you're not repeating a question that's a, that's appeared on another show. Oh well, you're going to get a lot of cross contamination in terms of our cross pollination when it comes to uh, quiz show questions, uh, because that's just life. You know what I mean? You you can't copyright a fact. You know so. You know, you, you, it is going to happen now and again, but normally what happens on a big show like Tipping Point is that there'd be over 100,000 questions in that database. Wow. Uh, we, so, so for a show that's been on series, you know, 13 series, you have to check whether the question's been written. So on a program like that, I spend most of my time kind of going, has this been done before? If you type in the keywords into the database, if it comes up in the answer or the question, and if it has, you just got to think again. You have to go back to square one and come up with an, another way to write in the question. So that's that's how I would go about it. Like you know, but in terms of like cross, you know, cross pollination in terms of other questions, it, it's going to happen. But you just got to be creative in how do you word it and how do you twist it and make it into a new question. You know. Mm. Uh, now the old cliche is uh, um, everything's uh, difficult uh, unless you know the answer. Is there any way of of kind of judging uh, difficulty of questions? That's the <laughs> that's the thing my question producers always slap me on the wrist for because normally what we have to do is deliver x amount of easy mediums or hearts depending on the show and normally I always think these are easy but my question producer was like Mark not everyone's going to know that and I was like <laughs> what really <laughs> uh, but the way it is like I always find that a good question I'd never write a question that I couldn't answer. The, a really good question, I feel, always could, even if you don't get the right answer, it'll give you enough of a prompt to give an answer, which may, won't make you seem stupid or feel ignorant. So I always try to, what we, you know, put signposts into a question or put like little clues into the question. So you at least have a go, you know? Right. And because, yeah, if it is, because sometimes you do see that, you see someone, um, listening to the question very carefully they clearly don't know immediately what the answer is but yeah. they can kind of use a process of inference to maybe make an educated guess as to what the answer is of course so th- i'll give you an example so so if i were to write say to you we like which scientist wrote the work principatica mathematica you'd be scratching your head going oh gosh wouldn't really know that but if i said which 17th century english physicist wrote principatica mathematica you know that that would be the that would be the person you're looking for. You'd be like, well, name a name a 17th century English physicist, and you'd be like, oh, Isaac Newton. You know, yeah. That's how that's how I would construct a question for you to get there at the end. You know, so I, I always try to be I always try to be fair when it comes to 
you know, the contestants being on screen because it can be very, very daunting, especially when you're under the lights and under pressure. And it's and if it's for money. Yeah, so. absolutely. Is that what they do in University Challenge? Because, I mean, for most people, like it, the, the, the questions and the answers are so obscure. It's like, a, you know, some sort of 18th century time warp that these people know these things. Oh, gosh. Like, uh, <laughs> Uni Challenge is like next level. Like, I, I think like I'm currently on the daytime stuff. Uh, and I think a lot of people would see mass, you know, university challenge is probably the, the most difficult quiz out there. But for me, mastermind would be my kind of holy grail to write for. And I'd love to, uh, they do make that up in Belfast. Uh, but hopefully one day oh. I will be able to write for mastermind. Like uh, that, that, that's my kind of holy grail of quiz shows, but uni challenge. Yeah, that's uh, that like, pardon the pun, very academic. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. And at least I suppose a mastermind, you can do a deep dive into one particular subject. Yes, that's how it works. A lot of the a lot of the freelance writers who write for that would take, there's like a pool of topics. Uh, and as as uh, all the contestants have to, I think they, they get to pick up to like one or two different topics when they apply. And then basically they go on a deep dive with uh, lots of verified sources and then they go in and then they make the show happen and that's how that's how that works yeah is that can that be difficult if you have like four contestants who all want to do harry potter as their specialist subject that's i think that's why they're given the choice of up to three subjects so just in case one person goes for that then they'll they'll uh they'll go for their second specialty subject or third specialty subject. That's yeah. how it works. Has it affected your brain uh, in the extent that it's no doubt absolutely crammed full of facts, but uh, is it, you know, can, uh, could you read a whole book or are you going, no, I just want bits of the book now? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, um, the one thing it has affected is the fact that I, I don't like doing pub quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone... Like the amount of times I get called up, it's like, here, Mark, come on down to the pub here. There's a pub quiz on, you know, you'll be our, you'll be our hustler. You'll be our ringer. And I'd be like, uh, no, because normally pub quizzes, no harm to them, but they're very badly written, in my opinion. Yeah. And I get very, very angry in terms of like uh, how the questions, like, for example, the question, like, what's the fastest bird in the world? It's like, wait a minute, there's two answers to that. There's like the fastest bird in, in air or the fastest bird on land and Oh, they just boil my blood. So I no, no. To me, it's a boss man's holiday. I do it five days a week as part of my you, job. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do it. But at the so, same time, if someone said, you know, Mark, here's five hundred quid, come down and be part of our quiz, pub quiz team. I should. I'll do. I'll do a lot of things for five hundred quid. Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but you, but you know, would you? I mean, would you in the sense of like, would you be a shoe in to win it? I don't know. Like, you know, so sometimes the way it is, I think, with quizzes is that a lot of it is kind of like just kind of random knowledge um, kind of accumulated over years of just being on the planet and existing. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot of it's just luck as well. But like the way I would say to anyone who's going to apply to do quizzes or going to go on quiz shows, that there is ways to study for quizzes. There are ways to study for a test that you don't know what's going to come up. And it's the, the big thing I would say to everybody is it identify your knowledge gaps. So if you know you're not good at the periodic table, get a periodic table and look at it and look at the, look, look at the key elements in there that would come up. Or if your weak spots, history, you know, Kings and Queens, those are always a shoe in to be asked, you know, stuff like grand national winners, you know, FA cup winners, you know, if you don't know them, 
learn them. Because even if they don't come up, if they do, getting one question right or wrong could mean the difference in you winning the quiz or not winning the quiz. And that's the way I tell everyone to do it. Just identify weaknesses in your, your, you know, try to imagine questions that would come up that you wouldn't want to come up and learn them. Like my biggest weakness is Wimbledon. So, you know, I would make sure, learn who won Wimbledon this year or year before that, you know? Yeah. Is there, is there a finite amount of knowledge, do you suspect? Is there kind of an end at which, you know, you, you know, in 20 years' time, if you're still doing this as a job, you, you know, you'll throw up your hands and go, I, you know, I'm out. I've, like, I've asked questions about everything. Yeah, you'd think that, like, you know, but, like, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, like, I, I quiz with people. I do do a, an online uh, quiz league once a week to mm. keep my mind sharp. And it always amazes me the, the knowledge that, people have out there and i think the better i think you know the older you get the more you retain and i always find that with you know some of the that's the best thing the quizzer can have is you know having 10 years on somebody because you know all that kind of retained knowledge is is worth it like i think and you know I, I th- you know, I think in 20 years time, it'll, it'll be, you know, and you just keep on learning more and accumulating more facts. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm the one writing it. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. so that's one way of uh, memorizing it. Though, you, you know, yeah. you haven't reached I that point where you're so old, you'll forget the stuff. Again, so. <laughs> Mark, thanks a million for speaking with us today. Uh, that was uh, Mark Hughes there, who's a professional question writer on many of your favorite quiz shows. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.